Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are my journals out loud. And I'm recording this about one o'clock on Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. And, you know, normally I do it before dawn, but when I got up this morning to try to start, I didn't have a lot of time and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about, but now I've been journaling a little bit and I really wanted to share this idea and concept with you because I have been so off kilter this last week. One of the reasons I didn't make a podcast and I did that post uh, writing it out instead of talking was because I couldn't even communicate with you without betraying kind of what was going on inside of me within my voice. And so we're going to take a deep breath. And before we launch into this topic that, while I haven't thought of the title yet, hopefully will be part of the title, I wanted to do just some basic orientation and housekeeping. And so first thing, if you're new, you know, the purpose of these podcasts is really to talk about uh, moving through life through the perspective of what I call wired for danger. So I've been trying to share what this idea is, meaning if something's scary, you run towards it as your fight response, as your default versus running away or freezing up. And so today I want to talk a little bit about that in terms of this new experience or version of the same experience I'm having. Uh, Secondly, uh, I did take mail down. Uh, That did not work. Uh, The general delivery process, uh, you know, I went to pick, pick up a package. They told me it wasn't there. Now I have to go back. And so Uh, It isn't going to be something that I'm feeling very confident about. And so uh, if you, I'm going to probably go back on Thursday. If you sent me something by mail, can you email me at jill at dangerandwisdom.com or uh, one of the other uh, emails that you may already have? Because they are telling me they don't have it until I tell them, yes, they do. So, uh, Anyways, I want to say thank you if you send something, but I don't feel good about that, so I'm going to have to reevaluate. This This mail thing is a nightmare, so that's that. Uh, next, it is the first of the month, and so as you know, I only uh, ask for any kind of support on the first of the month, and so we are there. Uh, I haven't put this on my page, but hopefully I will be able to. I, I'm trying to set up a store on on my website, and so I've got the two ebooks that I wrote listed. So I should have a link for you in the body of this uh, podcast post if you're interested in looking at the two. Uh, they're ebooks. They're not physical books. They're digital books. One is lots and lots of questions about post 50 in terms of retirement. And the other is what I called the survival solution workbook, which is really uh, how to choose and identify what your personal values are, because it's very difficult to build community, which we're all going to have to figure out at some point, when you don't have a common shared value-based system. And most of us think we know our values, but until you really dive in and look at them, uh, it's really important because otherwise it just, things just don't stick together. Uh, And so uh, there's that and that. Uh, The next thing is I'm still kind of in the throes of not really sure where I am. So I'm still in New Mexico right now. I'm not sure what's next, but I will keep you updated. Uh, The next thing is if you didn't see the last uh, 
posting. I tried to do something a little different. So if you didn't get a chance to look at what I posted last Friday, which was the one before this, uh, it's called Day 3 and 100 Times 100 uh, in the title. I would appreciate any feedback if you like or do not like that uh, version. And uh, one of the awarenesses I had when I was going back and looking at my own post was that you know, you've heard me talk about this push-pull-pause process, is that the written word and a, a graphic image, a still image, that's me presenting information to you in a pause format because uh, as I was looking at the picture, I thought, well, I don't, there was no pressure to keep my focus or attention because the information was not in movement, right? You can pause and you can look as long as you want at the picture. And audio and video are more of a push-pull-pause combination. If you do it really well, you do all three. People who scream and yell and rant and talk at 100 miles per hour, blah, 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 they're pushing on you so hard, it takes all your focus and energy to just keep up with what people are saying but there's no room to pause unless you can hit the stop button, right? But not if it's live and reflect and reconsider. And so I think that's important to understand about ourselves uh, as we are moving forward into a moment of time where it's hard to know what's real and not real with the AI and things like that. So having information that you can pause and reconsider more thoroughly I think it's going to be really important because audio and video, seeing and hearing movement, uh, audio recording, visual imagery that's in movement, that's pushing at you and that requires you to keep up. So I thought that was kind of an interesting sidebar reflection. So I wanted to throw that out just as a way as we are needing, unfortunately, to prepare ourselves for more and more information that's an illusion or false or pretend that it's more difficult to catch the manipulation if you don't have a pause or a time whether it's a real person trying to pull a con or it's an AI so just an FYI thought all right so deep breath so uh, I'm not sure how long it will take me to talk about this because it's just one idea that I just sort of am clarifying. And the reason why I wanted to share it with you is, uh, you know, I've been struggling all week. I'm still struggling. I am so off in my own energy uh, that I couldn't even really talk with you because I could feel how discombobulated I am and I don't really want to pass that on. But as I was writing, I was just kind of getting a sense of maybe what that was really about. And uh, I'm going to tie it into, you know, how we move forward as our primary default in response to danger nervous system. And I think one of the things that's so different about this moment in time is I've said this repeatedly, but I'm going to bring it up again. What's different is that all the things are happening. It's not just to us, right? So if I have a flat tire and I have AAA, I can trust someone's going to come out and change it or the tires are still going to be delivered to a store where I can buy it. 
uh, or you know, I can uh, patch it myself and get to a store, but this, the world is still churning. Normalcy exists, so if I have a problem, I can resolve it because the rest of the world is still functioning. What I perceive as so stressful right now is that it everybody's struggling and all of our systems are breaking down. And so not only are we having a personal stress, some of us, you know, in our, in our real life, our day-to-day survival, but how we solve those problems is starting to go away. You know, if we can just know all I had to do is go to the store and get food, I wouldn't worry about not having enough food today. But if I was worried about not having enough food, and I also am having to worry about, is there food in the store, in addition to having to worry about, uh, am I going to have to take some kind of stamp or ID system or social digital credit system to be allowed to buy food, that all of these uncertainties and stressors are building up into a way in which most of us have never had this experience, especially if you're in America. Some of the other, like Australia is getting ready. Australia is a little bit ahead. The United Nations, uh, United Nations, uh, United Kingdom is a little ahead. So some Western countries, uh, some other countries, uh, you know, Nigeria was the big country that uh, tested the digital dollar. And that was a complete implosion. I read a really good timeline. And for three months, there was no money for 50% of the people because they canceled their fiat, their physical dollar was worthless. But 50% of the population had no bank account or access to digital dollars. So it was horrific, but very quickly a barter system, you know, and a, a way to kind of manage that until another political leader put himself in power, however that works. And he revalued the old dollar. But for three months, 50% of the people had no way to buy food. And so it isn't just, you know, was there a good harvest this year? Is our oranges going to be more expensive or not? It's like, will there be food? Will there be money? Will Will there be gas to get to the, you know, it's just on and on and on. And I haven't been able to put my finger on why whatever is going on with me is different. And I, you know, when I wrote the other day, it was like, this is my new adventure. And I've done these fresh starts over and over and over. And normally, I'm singing the Willie Nelson song or whoever sang it, On the Road Again. And and I'm excited because there's a brand new adventure in front of me. And whatever uncertainty I'm going to meet, uh, I have confidence that I'll be able to handle it. Because there's always been systems in place, even before there were cell phones and Internet. You know, when I backpacked through Europe, there was no uh, backup help but I just gained a confidence that I'd be able to walk into a country with, I didn't speak the language and I didn't have money and I had no place to stay and I didn't know where I would buy food or sleep that night. But within 24 hours, you know, I had a place to sleep, I had food, I had money exchanged and I was on to my experience in that country. And it was really positive to move through all that fear and gain confidence that I could 
so easily move into a new country and adapt. But, you know, when I looked at it in hindsight, part of the reason that worked is that those countries are set up to allow you to quickly do that. You know, when Europeans would go to America and they would realize that we as America were not set up, that there weren't trains and buses connecting everybody simply and easily, and that it was difficult to go convert money, and nobody spoke any language but English. You know, in Europe, people routinely speak more than one language. It isn't, they were like in a culture shock because the simplicity of traveling through Europe could not be matched in America, you know, pre-cell phones and internet. I don't know what it's like now, but it's easier because of all the translation tools and things like that. So it isn't really just the uncertainty, I think, that's the problem with what's happening right now. Uh, the word that I really came up with was disoriented. And I'm disoriented in a way I've never really felt because it isn't just about what's happening to me personally. And even in terms of the experiences, you know, I've been having with other people, which have not been fabulous, you know, in, in the miscommunications and, you know, some of the drama uh, that's gone on, you know, prior to my leaving, you know, when I would explain it to someone, it made me realize that most of it didn't have anything to do with me. It was because they were having difficulties and, you know, that whole, you can't yell at the boss, but you go home and kick the dog, right? So it leaks out onto other people. And as we're moving forward into more and more uncertainty and more and more uh, of difficulty with just the day-to-day -day things, you know, how am I going to pay the bills? You know, how am I going to get health care? You know, all of these things that are hard on their own in any given day, as the systems break down, uh, it it's the difficulty is something that uh, I don't think that, you know, we'll understand until we're on the other side of it. But the word I just came up with, because, you know, I've been using discombobulated, you know, I just have all this anxiety and I don't have a reason, you know, I'm not over caffeinated. I'm not, uh, you know, I don't have a good reason, but I can't shake it. It's this terrible, terrible feeling I've had for, you know, I've had most of the last year, but since I left, it's just been completely exacerbated. And I think the reason for me, and I'm sharing this because, you know, we're at a place where we're all moving into something, but we're doing it in different times, speeds, and experiences. So the details, you know, you may be in a home that's paid for, that's stocked up with food, but you're having medical issues. Or you may be, uh, you know, having difficulty paying rent and having trouble, you know, maybe losing your job. Or, you know, you're like me where you don't have a place to stay. And so you're struggling with, you know, where can I go as, you know, gas goes up and the crackdown of uh, travel is on the horizon. So we're all having very different experiences with the details. But I think you know, one of the reasons I want to talk about this nervous system thing is that it doesn't matter what the event or the circumstance is, you know, anything that elicits a stress, anything that is in relationship to a core 
survival issue creates a stress response. And I think the more we can understand ourselves about how we use and manage the stresses with our personal stress response, I think that will go a long way to helping us manage the uncertainty of all of this. And, you know, one of the problems with being a fight person is when there's nothing to fight, then you're really left scrambling. I mean, when it'd be so easy, right, if somebody just came up and wanted to steal your lawn chair and you punched them, they dropped their lawn chair and they walked away and the situation's over, right? The adrenaline dissipates and it's just another day. But when there's, you know, I've been describing it lately as it's like we're in our house and we're watching people take our furniture out and eat our food and break our windows and then, you know, start moving into the spare bedrooms. And you're sitting there going, but I don't want this to happen. And there's nothing or it feels like there's nothing we can do to stop it because we're not in charge of our government. You know, we can't force our politicians to do anything normal. Uh, You know, we have no control over these corporate entities that are instituting all these crazy rules and systems that most people don't want to have anything to do with, but it feels like we're powerless to stop it. And then we have to live with the effects, right? We still have to get gas, but we have no control over how much that gas costs. I still can't get over that Russia pays 25 cents a gallon. I just, I can't even imagine how awesome that would be. That, you know, with my, I have 40 gallon tank, if it was 25 cents a gallon, what a different experience filling up and going wherever you want versus this, you know, $4, $5, $6 a gallon there's big, long conversations about, you know, driving 10 miles versus a thousand miles. So it is, to me, I think what's happening for me, and so I'm just sharing this as, as again, you know, we're all in a different place. We're all going to, to hit that point of, of discomfort in a different moment of time and for a different reason but most of it just feels the same. And that's the word, you know, I just kind of latched onto, is it feels, for the first time, it feels disorienting. I mean, I used to just trust that I would be able to navigate the way through this. And I was trying to describe to myself how it felt. And it, to me, and this is, again, I'm just sharing this, if this makes sense for you. In some way, I feel like for the first time, I'm running a gauntlet. I'm not on an adventure going to a new place, excited about the experiences and the potential. Right now, I feel like I'm running a gauntlet, and I'm not even sure I'm going to make it to the other side, where some of my you know, adventures have been running a gauntlet and horrific, but I made it to the other side, and there was really, you know, it's a good feeling, it's that overcome feeling, it's like that's the danger that's fun, it's the throwing yourself into the dangerous situation, and it sucks, you know, while you're in it, but then there's this fabulous overcome feeling when it's over with, and then you have great stories to tell. Oh, this blah, blah, blah. This time, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like throwing yourself into a gauntlet without enough gas to get to the other side. And it's just sort of like, 
when it's going to get you. Uh, and I don't mean that in a depressing way, even though it feels and sounds depressing. But I know for myself, if I can help figure out, like I keep saying, you know, the anxiety is a message. If I can figure out what the message is, then maybe I can manage it and understand it a little bit better and move through it. It doesn't change it. I still don't have any idea, you know, where I'm going to go end up, how I'm going to get there, what the future holds, you know, it's and not just like me, but all of us. Uh, this wild uncertainty and uh, difficulty and you know, I've spent this whole time learning to walk in faith and I've always been okay, but this is, feels different. I don't know how to describe it. It just feels different. And and I guess disoriented is how I feel is the best word I've been able to find. And and it's, you know, the anxiety is produced off the chemicals from the nervous system response, but it's not a fight response. And so I can't take care of it in a way that's in my comfort zone because there's nowhere to go. I can't run away. I can't hit. Uh, and so I'm in freezing mode, right? I'm freezing up. But as anybody knows, when you have a flood of stress chemicals, freezing up is super uncomfortable, right? It's like being highly caffeinated and having to not move is very uncomfortable because there's no resolution. There's no problem to solve. It's all just wild uncertainty and unknowns. And the best you can do is just get up and, you know, go day to day. But it's disorienting. It's just very, this is different. This is unfamiliar. And the routine is the same. The stuff is the same, right? The daily survival is the same. The planning is the same. I just am off and I haven't really been able to figure out what's going on with me. And even, you know, sharing it with you and naming it. So I think it's disorienting. I think that's the word for me here right now. It doesn't resolve anything. Uh, you know, we'll see how I just finished writing this up. So, you know, we'll see how it goes moving forward. You know, if this kind of helps orient me a little bit to the, maybe the orientation is to the disorientation. Uh, you know, it feels like when you're falling and you, you know, you're flapping your arms and your legs and you, there's no bottom and you don't know what to do. In a perfect world, you would fly, right? In my dreams, I've, in fact, I had, I don't know if you've ever had, I've had these dreams where my truck flies like I go if you've ever driven a lot of steep mountains you know you go around these corners and if you were going fast you would just fly off the road and in the dreams I always seem to manage and I had a dream last night where the car I was trying to go up this really steep cliff and while I wasn't in an accident it, somehow I was outside the car and the engine was on the ground and it all fallen apart because it became unpassable in the car. And uh, it feels like that. And so, like I said, you know, part of us moving through all of this isn't that we get what we want. 
but if we can think about these things in terms of push, pull, pause. So when I talked about, you know, when I can look at the picture and I can still myself to look, I have all the time I want to decide what that picture is telling me. Versus if I'm watching a film, I have to keep up with the flow. Or if I'm listening to somebody, uh, especially when they're talking hyper fast, I find I'm putting so much energy into trying to understand what they're saying at that speed, I might be able to keep up but I'm not getting anything from it because all I can do is recognize the word. I can't pause on the word or think of the idea. I have to keep, I have to, to swim as fast or run as fast as I can to keep up with the information. But it doesn't have value to me because that's all I've done is moved. I've just pushed, pushed, pushed. But I haven't had any pause or pull, step back to reflect. And I think that is so important because as stress, uncertainty, and difficulty escalate, you know, fear is a churning, right? It's not a calming. And so the more we can do to understand the anxiety and the fear to manage it, you know, the better we're going to do through this process that, you know, in so many ways has only just begun. And so... You know, I know there's so much time and energy on how to plan, prepare, and prep and survive, but that's just stuff. You know, the, the difficult is really the mental and emotional process to it all. The physical part is actually easy. Chop wood, carry water, right? I mean, if that was all it was, I think we'd all be healthier and happier. Uh, the difficulty is chop wood, carry water, protect the wood, don't get hurt so you can still carry the water, uh, you know, keeping your eye on the house when you have to walk away to the well and on and on and on. You know, somebody's stealing your bucket so now you can't get water. Uh, you know, the mental and emotional components to all of that are what make this uncertainty or this disorientation, at least that I'm feeling right now, infinitely more difficult. And, you know, just because we think we know about this stuff, you know, there's always... Like, this is a new experience. This I've done this over and over and over again. I always start off in the car singing on the road again to myself and whatever animal is with me, and I'm excited. I have so much anxiety. I don't even know what to do with it because I'm not normally a super anxious person, but I can hardly function. I've got so much anxiety going on with me, and... I wish it was just too much caffeine, right? I didn't even drink coffee for five days. I just took enough caffeine and a pill to take the edge off the headache. So uh, again, I'm not, this isn't rocket science and this isn't save the world and this isn't, you know, you'll be safe and comfy if somebody, you know, tries to break down your door. You know, I'm not promising you anything. I'm not selling you the lie. I'm trying to share uh, with you what I care about, right? And that's to me, that's what's most important is, is I, I know I can't control the, the if, ands, and what's of all of it. I can't solve every problem. Uh, but I can try and manage my experience through it versus focusing on the final outcome. You know, I'm going to be home and I'm going to be safe. But until then, I'm going to be all freaked out. 
uh, instead trying to manage myself through the entire process. And to me, that's where real self-mastery comes into play. But the catch is you can't really do anything about it till you're in the throes of it. You know, one of the things that's you know driving me crazy is that people, you know, have kept trying to correct me and tell me about, you know, your dogs are jumping. You shouldn't let them do that. Your dogs are pulling. You shouldn't let them do it. And I'm like, no shit, right? And so when I'm by myself, they don't pull as much and they don't jump. But when a stranger comes up, it's all pulling and all jumping. And then people feel the need to give me advice without understanding the only way I can train them to not do it is by experiencing strangers, right? I can't, if I only see a new person once every three or four weeks, it's a slow training process. If I saw new people five or six times a day, the process would happen very quickly. And so, you know, we forget that it's only through the discomforts, it's only through the the experiences that we're not good at or that we haven't had before that we really move into a higher level of self-mastery. And to me, that's what's important. You know, we can't not ever have anything uncomfortable happen to us. Uh, you know, I was having that conversation about the elements. You know, part of living outside is I have to defer to to the weather. If it's cold, if it's dark, if it's raining, if it's hot, I don't get to set the pace. But human has learned to control their environment. And the comment was, you know, when I would do home visits with, you know, people, is that especially older people, they didn't put on more clothes, they would just turn up the heat, or they wouldn't take more clothes off, they would just turn up the air conditioning. It was never occurred to, I was just, it was shocking how often this happened. It never occurred to the person that they could just put on a sweater versus, you know, they had to run the heat to warm up and, or move around a little bit so they could warm up. It was always about controlling the environment so that they could be comfortable And one of the most shocking things about survival is that you have no control over the environment and all you can manage is yourself within the elements. It's all out of your hands. You just have to manage as best you can. And that's so much what I'm trying to share with you about the nervous system is that we can't stop whatever's going on that, you know, our people are walking into our house and taking our furniture out. We can't do anything about that really at a practical level right now. But other than trying to manage, you know, our experience within it, because, you know, there's nobody to hit, there's nowhere to run and freezing up in the face of it just is really uncomfortable. And so uh, I just wanted to share that because again, it's all week I've just been so out of it and pissed off and uncomfortable and anxious and disoriented. And so maybe that will help me find a way to put my feet back under me because it's just felt like flailing. And, you know, it feels like, you know, everything I touch is going to give me an electric shock. I mean, there's so much uncertainty about which way to go, what to do, you know, who to trust, all those kinds of things. And, and I don't think, you know, there's simple answers to any of this. And I don't think it's just about me. And I don't think this is my personal experience. It just feels like there's a lot 
in the ethers that's creating this higher level of disorientation than I ever really remember feeling before. And so I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I wanted to share that because, like I said, it's not um, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just, uh, you know, where I'm at right now. And so we're, it may be something that never happens to you, and it may be something that happens to you three weeks from now. But I always feel better when I can name and understand what's happening to me. It doesn't mean I can solve it, fix it, or make it go away, or run away from it, or beat it up, or just ignore it, and it leaves me. Uh, but that's part of the problem, is all of the normal stress responses don't work in the face of something that we have no control over, and it's just wild, unrelenting uncertainty with the only, you know, explain, the only uh, additional caveat is that we've only just begun, right? The uncertainty has only just begun. And so uh, I don't have any, like, super answers for you other than this is where I'm at, so I kind of wanted to share it because, you know, while, while I am flinging myself into the unknown with great amount of... Uh, disorientation, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, uh, in a new way I haven't felt before. You may not have that experience, but you might. And so, you know, I think trying to understand it better about ourselves is a way to help move through it a little bit easier or hopeful. So with that, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to say thank you. I appreciate everybody who's tagging along with me on this journey. I appreciate your support. I'll put the links in the post. Uh, and I am so happy you are here. And so my friends, deep breath, and I will see you next time.